Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Enjoy today's message. Hi, everybody. Are you ready for the Bible today? Romans 10:17 says this. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Let's pray. God, thank you for your word today. Lord, I pray that those who are listening by podcast or watching online today, God, that you'd speak to each individual right where they are in their life today. God, I thank you for your ability to speak to us wherever we are, whenever we are. And Lord, I pray as I share what's in your scripture today, would you just fill me with your spirit to, Lord, share what's in your heart. Let that be imparted today. It's such a privilege to share your word. But God, let what's in your heart come through. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Today I'm starting this new series that's called Moving Forward. We set it up last week when we were talking about how, you know, with this, all this COVID-19 stuff, most of us, me included, I thought this thing was going to be like two or three months. But it has turned out that it's going to be a much longer term thing, and none of us like that. And um, who knows exactly how and when, when it will end, but we know that God has the answers for us. But knowing that it's long term means that, you know, we have to have a different kind of mentality moving forward. And the thing is, we have to put our trust in God that he's good at leading us through ambiguous times. I was praying the other day, and the Lord impressed a couple questions on my heart. And it had to do in the context with all of this COVID-19 thing, knowing it's a little bit more long-term than we thought and and all of that. A couple questions. One of the questions was, how do we reach people with the gospel right now? Not like later when this is over, but how do we do it now? Another question that the Lord put on my heart is, how do we help people grow in their relationship with God right now? Now, when the Lord puts a question like this on my heart, Seldom is it because he wants me to get the answer or an answer, but it's more like he wants me to stew over it and like really think about it, consider it, discuss it with others, pray about it, seek him about it, let creativity flow, if you will, and um, that it's a broader picture kind of thing. And, you know, as I thought about these questions, the reality is people need God right now. They He has what they need for life. He has the answers that they need. And so thinking about how do we reach people with the gospel right now is a really good question. Of course, it's a good question. It's a question that I felt like the Lord put on my heart, right? One one of the many thoughts that's risen to the top as I've been thinking and praying and discussing this with others is the thought that people need to hear the gospel. And they need to hear it from us. Let me go back to Romans 10. I want to read verses 14 through 15 to you. Romans 14 and 15 say, 10, 14 and 15, excuse me, say, How then can they call upon the one whom they've not believed in? And how can they believe in the one that they have not heard of? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. This makes a lot of sense, right? Like common sense. Like people need to hear the message to have an opportunity to believe in the message. To hear the message, someone has to be sent or released to speak it. And that someone is you and me. Let's dig into the scripture a little deeper. 
Romans 10.14, again, that very first part of the verse, it says, How then can they call upon the one whom they've not believed in? That word believed in the original language is the same word that's used for faith. So to believe is to have faith. So it's asking, how does someone have faith, right? Well, the answer in the scripture is they need to hear the message. You see, faith forms around the message when it's spoken. It gives people an opportunity to grasp onto it. You hear the message, and then you have an opportunity to believe the message. An illustration that I like is, is that it's a lot like rain. You know, rain, when it forms in the atmosphere, um, those little rain droplets, what happens is tiny water molecules form around a piece of dust in the air, and then you get this rain droplet, right? Well, faith or believing works the same way. The dust particle is God's truth. And just like water droplets are drawn to truth and they form a rain droplet, in the same way, when God's truth is out there, it gives people an opportunity to grab onto it. Faith forms around that truth and makes it their own. So it's you and me who put that particle or that truth about God out there. And then it's up to the person if they want to grab onto it and have faith. So every time we, we share our faith, every time we show God's truth, every time we speak God's truth, we, we put that dust particle, that truth out there, God's truth, and people have the opportunity to grab onto it and have faith. Now, let's go back to that verse, Romans ten fourteen. It says, how then can they call upon the one in whom they've not believed? And how can they believe in the one they've not heard? And how can they here without someone preaching to them someone needs to preach to them so they can hear it i love the simplicity of the word of god that it's not complicated it's easy for us to read the scripture when it says you know they need someone to preach to them and kind of like count ourselves out right like pastor mike's a preacher we have some other preachers but you know i'm not a preacher i know it's really easy to think that way but i want to say actually we're all the preachers, um, and our lives are already speaking a message. And I want to ask you today, like, what, what does your life preach right now? Because it's already preaching. Is it preaching faith or faithlessness? Is it preaching hope or hopelessness? Is it, is it preaching joy or sorrow? Is it preaching courage? Is it preaching fear, right? What are our lives saying right now? Because even when we're not trying, we're saying something, right? The scripture goes on to say, how can anyone preach unless they're sent? Well, the reality is, all of us who believe in Jesus, we already have been sent. Go and make disciples. We don't need anything more than that, than that commission to just go and make disciples. In the New Testament, that word preach, there's two different words in the original language that are used. And I love describing both words because I feel like it gives like a full explanation. So if we're the preachers, what does it mean to preach, right? Well, one of those words is to proclaim. We proclaim the truth of God, right, about Jesus and what he's done. The other picture, the other word is more like a word picture. And it's this picture of if you were to bring good news to the battle line of 
hey, we've won. We have victory. And so I, I love combining those concepts. When we share, we are proclaiming the truth of God. We're putting that dust particle out there so that faith can, can form around it, right? But our message is a message of victory. The battle that you're fighting has already been won for you. That Jesus went to the cross. That he took upon himself our sin. He took upon himself our shame. He took upon himself our powerlessness. And he rose from the dead to bring us victory. Victory over sin. Victory over shame. Victory over our powerlessness. Like Jesus has already won the victory for you. There's a lot of people who are living in defeat, not knowing that someone's already won the victory for them. And that's the beauty of what we get to, to share with other people, is that somebody has already done the hard work. And I'm not saying that life is easy all the time. I'm just saying that there's someone who's done the hard work and brought victory over sin, victory over shame, and victory over powerlessness so that we can have the best life that God has for us. Maybe you today haven't received this freedom in your own life. I want to tell you today, it's not complicated to do so. It's, um, it's revolutionary, but it's not complicated. All you need to do is you need to just turn your life over to Jesus. Just give him the authority over your life and ask and receive forgiveness for your sins, which he's already paid for and receive the new life, the victory, the hope, the power that he has for you to live today. If that's a decision that you want to make today, I just want to encourage you just say those words to God. God, I turn my life over to you and I accept Jesus into my life. God, forgive me of my sins and help me, Lord, to follow after you. And he will wash away the sin and the shame and empower you for the life that he has for you. If that's a decision that you want to make today and that you want to articulate to God, I would love to know about it. Would you go to victorychristian.church and click on Next Steps? Share your information. I'd love to reach out with you and, and just rejoice with you because it's such an important decision to make in your life. Now, jumping back into today's message. Preaching the message or sharing the message is not complicated. Again, I think that that word preaching, because we think of like somebody who's, you know, a professional, like speaks to people preacher, we kind of opt out. And I, I understand that, but that's not scripture's intent for you. It's not meant to be complicated. As a matter of fact, you have this great aid when it comes to your life preaching to others. And that aid is the Holy Spirit who's willing to help you. Earlier this week, I had a guy here at the church. He was doing some work around the building. His name was Dylan. And um, I asked the Lord right before I was wrapping up with Dylan, I said, Lord, is there, do you want me to share the gospel with him? Do you want me to share the story about what Jesus has done to come into the earth and, and to, to save us and that kind of thing? And I, I didn't feel led to do that, but I felt like I should pray. So I said to Dylan, I said, hey, Dylan, um, can I pray for you before I go? You know, what was really cool is um, last week I was talking to you about how I went to breakfast with Pastor Zach Zabendon and uh, Pastor David Clark. And Pastor Zach, when we received our food, he looked at the waitress and he said to her, he said, hey, we're going to pray before we eat. Is there anything that we'd like that you'd like us to pray for for you? And I thought, 
you know, that's such a kind of a brilliant, elegant, not really um, in-your-face, aggressive way of reaching out to someone. Anyhow, I offered to pray for for Dylan, and um, Dylan took a moment, and he really, like, began to think about it, like, and then he said, yeah, he says, will you pray for my, my new baby boy? Um, he's only such and such weeks old, and I thought, yeah, absolutely, and I asked him if he had any other kids. He says, yeah, he had one more. And so I said, okay, let me pray for your children. So I began to pray. And as I was praying, the Holy Spirit put in my heart to pray for the purpose that God had for those children. The purpose that he had designed them for, that they would know it and fulfill it. And I thought, you know what, God, you are so smart, right? Because what came out of Dylan's heart as far as what he wanted prayer for was something that was near and dear and real to him in that moment. And I felt like the Holy Spirit, as I was praying and kind of listening for that leading, that tugging, I felt like the Lord showed me what to pray for that would be very meaningful to Dylan and make an impact. I was putting, if you will, that dust particle of God's truth out there, which is, God has a purpose for every human being. And so in my prayer, now it was sincere. It wasn't manipulation or me trying to, you know, preach three books of the Bible to him through my prayer. It was a sincere prayer, but it had the truth of God in it. It gave Dylan an opportunity to grab a hold of it in faith and believe God has a purpose for my children. And, you know, you wrestle with that a little bit. You can begin to say, you know what? God has a purpose for me. And that kind of thing stirs up your hunger and your desire to know more about God. I'm bringing up that example because it doesn't have to be complicated. Frankly, it just needs to be sincere and it needs to be from our heart. I love what John 4.19 says. It says, we love because he first loved us. That's where our passion and love for others and desire for them to know that there are answers for their life if they would know God and know Jesus as their Savior, right? Like he has answers for them. But it's got to start from a place of sincerity and love. And that begins with us knowing that he loved us first so that we can share that with others. What's neat was I could see God working on Dylan. Because when I offered to pray for him, he responded differently than most people. Most people are like, what's the first thing that comes to my mind? But for Dylan, it was like he really thought about it. Almost like it was an opportunity, like somebody's going to pray for me. How do, what do I want them to pray for? And, you know, that's just how God works, right? Um, his Holy Spirit can work in them, and his Holy Spirit can work in us. He led me to say, hey, what do you want prayer for? As Dylan listened in his own heart and mind, the idea of his children came up. And it's it's neat because God is working both sides. He's leading me to reach out. And he's leading Dylan because he's softening Dylan's heart to hear that God loves him. God has a purpose for his children. And again, it, it doesn't have to be more complicated than that. The way that people come to know God is often through a lot of seed planting of God's truth, right? And in today's analogy, it's those particles of God's truth, right? A lot of putting those out there, and it gives people an opportunity to grasp onto them. Now, going back to those two questions, how do we reach people with the gospel today? 
And how do we help people grow today? Well, how we reach people with the gospel, simply put, they need to hear from us. Because we are the ones who speak a message or speak a truth that people have the opportunity to hear it and grasp on and believe it. Now, we speak it with our mouths. We speak it with our lives. We speak it with our actions. All of those count. But I don't want to neglect how important it is for people to hear with their ears what they need, the truth that God has for them. So how do we grow like in this season? And the reason I'm bringing this up is because there's a mindset out there with COVID-19 that we're all just kind of waiting for it to end before we can move forward in life. And I really have this deep conviction that that is not how God wants us to think. We need to live now. We need to prosper in God now. We need to grow now. And you know how we grow? How we grow in our faith? Hebrews ten seventeen. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word about Christ. You hear that message, that word about Christ through scripture. You hear that message, that word about Christ when you're praying and when you're worshiping. You hear that message, that word about Christ with your interactions with other believers, whether it be conversations that you're having, whether it's being in a life group and the interaction that happens there or a testimony that you hear from someone else. You hear what God has said. You you hear what God has done. You hear what God is saying. You hear what God is doing. And those are those particles, if you will, that you can grab on and build your faith. I just want to encourage you today to continue moving forward in God. Continue seeking him. Continue seeking his word. Continue seeking connection so that you can grow. And I also want to encourage you, there are people out there today who desperately need hope. And they desperately need an answer. And the thing is, you may not be their answer, right? But we know who is. And sharing the truth of who God is and what he's done in our lives gives them an opportunity to grab a hold of it in faith and believe themselves. Let's pray today. Father, we love you today. God, I thank you that you love us so much. God, each of us who have already come to faith, already come to a place where we, yes, believe that Jesus came to the earth to save sinners like us who took on our sin, went to the cross and died for us, Lord, and rose from the dead. Father, we heard it somewhere. We heard it. And Lord, I pray, oh, fill us with your love and your compassion so that people can hear. Hear that you already do love them. Hear that you already do care. Hear that you already have moved on their behalf and that there is hope for now and hope for their future. Oh, Holy Spirit, lead us and guide us and give us your wisdom and let what we do be in a spirit of love and sincere kindness and care for others, Lord. You have loved us and so we can love others, Lord Jesus. God, I thank you. Help us to grow in you. God, our lives are not meant to shut down. But God, there are ways, even with the restraints of this world, there are ways for us to continue to move forward and to grow. And frankly, God, I know we can grow more now than at other times. 
God, we trust you with this. We honor you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, just go to victorychristian.church. Have a great day.